Church's devotional podcast devoted to bringing you some spiritual nourishment during these trying times. Our passage for today comes from Luke 14, 27 to 33. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish it, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able, with 10,000, to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? If not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, any uh, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. I don't want to say a ton about this passage because I'm going to yield the last minute or so of this talk uh, to a greater authority than myself on the topic of this podcast. And that topic is this, counting the cost or the cost of discipleship. Now, the passage includes illustrations, but one more is easy, because Bible Fellowship Church is counting the cost right now. We are out of space on Wednesday nights. Our facility is no longer adequate to handle children, youth, and adults for midweek ministry. Our facility is no longer equipped to handle parking during the fall and winter of a normal year on Sunday mornings. Obviously, COVID has taken a hit on a regular attendance. We need a new building, and our church leadership is quite literally counting the cost on what it will take in terms of money and people and time to make something like that happen. We don't want to get a year or two into this project only to realize that we did not budget enough in terms of money or people or time to get the job done. Because the cost is high for a move like this, but the job is worth it. The people of Highlands County need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ now, and we need to do our part as a church to communicate it as effectively as possible, to love our neighbors as well as possible, and right now that means more space. Counting the cost is just as important in our walks with the Lord, and make no mistake, there is a cost. Salvation is a free gift obtained only by the grace of God through faith. But our salvation cost our Savior tremendously. And we are not only saved from sin and hell and death, we are saved to good works which God has prepared in advance that we should walk in them. I think in our effort to make the gospel as attractive as possible to the unbelieving world, we have minimized this fact. Salvation is free. Discipleship is costly. But what we gain makes everything worth it. Verse 33 is the central thesis of this section we just read. What is the cost? Well, in a word, everything. It says, So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. I'm reminded of the story of the rich young ruler, who when he asked Jesus what someone must do to be saved, was told, Go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor. And he went away sad because he has great wealth. Is the point of that story that in order to go to heaven when you die, we have to sell everything we have and give it all away? Obviously not. The point is that this man already had a Savior, and his Savior's name was Wealth. 
To truly trust in God for the forgiveness of sins means to put him in his rightful place on the throne of our heart. It means that everything else in our lives, including our relationships, our possessions, our careers, our good works, our preferences, takes a backseat to knowing and following Christ. It's not a problem to have money at all. But if God were to tell you to sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you wouldn't or couldn't do it, he has simply revealed that he was not on the throne to begin with. Now to the expert. This is from The Cost of Discipleship by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. It's a hard work, and there's lots of qualifications and things that he walks through in it. But at its heart, he's contrasting cheap grace that is often taught in churches with the costly grace that is often taught in Scripture. From The Cost of Discipleship. Cheap grace is the preaching of forgiveness without repentance, baptism without church discipline, communion without confession, absolution without personal confession. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship, grace without the cross, grace without Jesus Christ living and incarnate. Costly grace is the treasure hidden in a field. For the sake of it, a man will gladly go and sell all that he has. It is the pearl of great price to buy, which the merchant will sell all of his goods. It is the kingly rule of Christ, for whose sake a man will pluck out the eye which causes him to stumble. It is the call of Jesus Christ, at which the disciple leaves his nets and follows him. Costly grace is the gospel, which must be sought again and again, the gift which must be asked for, the door at which a man must knock. Such grace is costly because it calls us to follow, and it is grace because it calls us to follow Jesus Christ. It is costly because it cost a man his life, and it is grace because it gives a man the only true life. It is costly because it condemns sin, and it is grace because it justifies the sinner. Above all, it is costly because it cost God the life of his son. You were bought at a price. And what has cost God much cannot be cheap for us. Above all, it is grace because God did not reckon his son too dear a price to pay for our life but delivered him up for us. Costly grace is the incarnation of God. Grace is costly because it compels a man to submit to the yoke of Christ and follow him. And it is grace because Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What might God be asking you to give up today? Not so that you can feel better about yourself and your good works, but so that you might follow after Christ with more focus, more purpose, more joy, and more peace. So God, help us to count the cost today. Help us to reckon you as the greatest treasure in our lives, that we would be worth giving up anything to gain more of. Lord, we thank you for the grace that you supply us every moment of every day that allows us to complete these things that you've called us to. Lord, you are a good God. We thank you for paying the price for our souls that we might live eternally with you. We praise you and give you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Let's Talk. Church family, you are loved. Have a blessed day.